people were coming up to me and some of them were in tears and crying because they said, you, you have said what our kids have been feeling and what, you know, you're like a voice for them. This song is a voice for our kids. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Today's guest is Lisa Satera Brozek. She is a mom, an author, and an organizer of musical programs for the autistic. She wrote touching lyrics to this song, a song to her son Christopher, who is autistic, the song Differently Abled Man. The song features her daughter, Caitlin Nicole, on vocals and her autistic but very incredibly musical son, Christopher. Please listen to Differently Abled Man and pay special attention to the drum part. It's Christopher. The drummer has autism and struggles with speech and motor skills, but his desire to play music and his talent to play drums overcomes everything. I turn my gaze, I look away. But that doesn't mean I have nothing to say So don't ignore me, don't give up on me I'm trying hard to do as you please Cause I can hear you and I'm not looking at you I can see you without staring at you I can feel you, we don't have to touch I'm a differently able man And I matter so much And I matter so much We're all different, no two are the same So get to know me, remember my name And just like me for who I am be patient, try to understand That I can hear you and I'm not looking at you I can see you without staring at you I can feel you, we don't have to touch I'm a differently able man and I matter so
I can see you without staring at you I can feel you, we don't have to touch I'm a differently abled man And I matter so much And I matter so that I wrote for my son Christopher who has autism and he um, really is pretty verbally challenged he he um, has trouble communicating he has trouble putting you know uh, more than like three or four words into a sentence um, so it's very frustrating for him um, but he's you know amazing he's this amazing drummer and he can um, he can read music and he can play by ear Wow. But trying to communicate is very, you know, hard for him. And I see him getting frustrated. And a lot of times I'll say, oh, you know, give him a piece of paper, write it down. What are you trying to say? Or, you know, and poor kid, it's frustrating for him. And then for me also, because I feel bad that I, I'm trying to understand what he's saying. But um, so one day he was having a bad day and just, you know, and when he gets frustrated or he can't get what he's trying to say out, you know, he'll just cry or um, he's very, just this very sweet, gentle kid. And um, so I thought, you know, my goodness, I was feeling all this frustration for him and not being able to communicate. And I thought, gosh, if he could really talk and, and tell me how he feels and even tell the whole world, what would he say? Yeah. And, um, and so I just sat down and I just started to write. And, um, and before I knew it, I had this, you know, you know, which I thought was, I, I tend to write anyways a lot. I write like poems and I've written a children's book and um, different things. But I just thought, oh, this is, you know, this is something, you know, I think this is how he really does feel. And um, and I thought it was kind of good. <laughs> so I um, contacted a friend of mine. Her name's Kelsey Roche. And she went to a school in Tennessee, uh, I think Belmont, for uh, singer-songwriting. And, um, and she works with me at this little job that we had and a little part-time job. And I thought, I'm going to send this to her and see if she could even put, you know, a little bit of music to it or see what she comes up with. And uh, it was like maybe a month or two later, she sends me a little audio tape of her singing and playing piano to this. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, it was just beautiful. Mm. And it just made me cry, you know, and I thought it was just really so neat to see these lyrics put into you know a melody and and um so and then from there i basically uh contacted uh my friend john vento um who he's a he's a performer also has bands but he also john's actually been on the show he was on, oh, see, really? yeah, he was okay. on episode yeah. 70 so this is 20 some episodes later but yeah i spoke with john yeah. a little bit back great, okay great guy right yeah great guy and he has um he founded band together pittsburgh along with uh ronnie moondog esser and um and it's a, it's a nonprofit organization that helps raise awareness and and uh, funding for uh, children on the spectrum of autism to 
you know, try to um, be able to showcase their talents, what they have musically. And um, so I let them listen to it and he really just loved it. And then from there, he told me to take it to um, David Granati to produce it mm. um, and record it. So, and, and uh, so we went out there and um, I wanted my daughter to be the one to sing the to song sing because it. it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole Chris's whole, you know, growing up, you know, the two of them, of course, growing up together, she would be the one that would basically help him talk for him almost. Um, and he loves, loves when she would sing. And, um, and there was that connection with music between the two of them. And whenever she would sing, they would, he would be more verbal and he would sing along to Disney tunes and with her or whatever. And, um, so that really brought out, you know, uh, more communication. And, and it's funny cause you, you know, you really can't carry on a whole conversation or, but he can memorize movie scripts and all this other stuff and he can sing and memorize songs. And it's just amazing. So, um, she really, um, he just, you know, loves his sister dearly. So I thought, okay, we're going to have her sing it. <laughs> so uh, it was really nice. We went out, uh, to the Granatis and, um, yeah. And, and they helped, you know, add other instruments and David played guitar. And then his brother, Hermie Granati is an amazing, amazing piano player. And, um, it was really, the whole process was really cool because he would play different things and how do you like this sound or that sound, you know? And, uh, and we would kind of say, oh, I like this sound better. And so it took, you know, I don't even know, maybe about two months back and forth going over things. And then we finally came up with the final product. So, it came out and great. It, turned yeah. out beautiful. it sounds like you guys have been doing it for years together. You're a writing team or something. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And you brought in a yeah. guest vocalist and everything. Now correct me if mm-hmm. I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but your son plays drums on it. Oh yeah, he, Christopher plays the drums on it, and that was pretty amazing to see too because wow, he had listened to the song and so the first session, David said, let's just have him go in the the booth, the studio area, you know where the drums are, and hook him up, and I just want to see what his uh, if he can just keep the tempo. <laughs> well, Christopher is like a metrodone, a human metrodone, you know, so he. Um, he can hear a song and he can tell you what the tempo is. <laughs> wow. Just, yeah. Like, amazing. Mm-hmm. So he went in there and just kept this, you know, tempo and beat. And David was just like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that is just amazing. And, um, so he did that. And then like the next session, he's like, Hey, Christopher, you know, let's, um, just sit down with the drums and you just add drum fills. You do what you want, wherever you want, you put the fills in. So what you hear, those drum fills, that's Christopher. He had no music to read by, you know, nothing. He wasn't reading music and <laughs> he just made it up himself. All by feel. Yep. So that was really pretty phenomenal what he did. And that everybody is, was wild. <laughs> it's incredible. And here's where I, I show my lack of knowledge. It's hard for me to understand how someone can play the music very well and then not be able to speak that well mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, yeah it, you, you yeah, probably have a better expl- called, it's like splintered it's like splintered skills where they're really good at one thing but they're very um yeah like other skills that they just have a really difficult time with but yeah he really excels in the music 
Well, I think which was amazing. I think everyone has an element of genius to them, and then maybe mm-hmm. not, they're not so good at a lot of other things. And there's actually a physiological reason for this, or or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's amazing that yeah, you say he's pitch wise, they call it perfect pitch, but he can tell you like beats per minute. He knows what the tempos are, and right, yeah, and he plays mm-hmm. plays by feel. That's just so amazing. Yeah, he he really is. It's, it's quite a talent, you know. And um, and it was funny because when he was younger, that was my question. He, yeah, uh, how do you, how did that yeah. come about? Yeah, what did this start? When did you know that he wanted to play drums? Well, that it's funny. It's a funny story because he was probably going into um, I guess it was seventh grade. In the seventh and eighth grade, they had a little marching band, you know. And before that, I tried to get him like piano lessons. Um, because my mother-in-law plays classical piano and and they're all just very musically talented on that side of the family. And, um, she kept saying, if he can play piano, he can play any instrument. I thought, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we, you know, got him into, um, piano lessons and he would sit, it was honestly, it was a waste of money. He would sit there and he would, she would try to show him, you know, play with you know his fingers well no he wouldn't do that he'd get his whole elbow and his forearm and he would just bang it on the keys and then he would put his ear down and he would listen you know to the to the tones mm-hmm. and um and this would go on for weeks so he never really played anything he would just boom with his elbow or something just listen so i said okay well this you know this isn't working so one day um it was probably like September, whatever. The J.C. Penney catalog came in the mail. You know how they used to send those. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so he's looking through the catalog. And I'm like, oh, see what you want, Christopher. What do you want for your birthday? Because his birthday's in December. It's like a week before Christmas, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's pointing. I go, oh look, there's some nice keyboards. You sure you don't want a you know nice keyboard, a piano? Mm-mm. No, he turned the page, and he's pointing to the drums. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. That's you know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And um, this went on for weeks and weeks every day. He's pointing at the drums, drums, drums. Okay, you want drums? So, yeah, we ended up, you know, taking him to like a music store, got a set of drums for him for his, you know, birthday, Christmas present, whole big set. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget, it was like a week later. He's downstairs, and I hear he had on, um, this time I love that song, it was the, the Lost, Lost Lonely Boys. Um, how far is heaven? I don't know if you know that song. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that song. So, anyways, he had it. It was loud. You know, he has a um, he had a stereo system down there or whatever, a little CD player, and he's and I'm thinking, gosh, those drums kind of sound louder. I went downstairs. He was playing the drums along to the song, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, this um, this is right. This, you know, he wanted the drums. He was right. He's good. He's got this natural talent, and and from there he just flourished. And um, and he has a drum teacher that would come every, you know, every two weeks um to the house and and teach him. And um, and then he joined the marching band in seventh grade, and he played the snare drum. And what was funny about that was when um, I really didn't know much about you know music or how to read you know, drums and all that but they were those little x's i guess they learn by the notes or x's i guess yeah. and so that's what he did for two years he played you know he was a snare drummer so when it was time for ninth grade and i assumed just you know, think oh he's going to be playing the snare drum well no because 
he's kind of uncoordinated and he, they said he's going to have to learn how to march and you know and and know all the coordinates and marching and doing drumming it would be too difficult it's for hard so for anyone yeah anybody i don't know how yeah. those kids even do it i did it in high school and and, it, and i consider myself you? fairly coordinated I'm fairly athletic and stuff but yeah it's tricky to play and, and they, you have steps and stuff a routine to do or just to march to the cadence is tricky enough actually exactly yeah exactly it's like yeah a whole dance routine and it gets more intricate so they said we're going to put him in the front ensemble <laughs> but he has to learn how to read music mm-hmm. and i'm like oh no uh, you know oh my gosh and i'm thinking how's he going to do that and she says well I'll go over the notes with him at home and try to teach him and i'm, I'm like oh my god you know, this is going to be really an awful uh, experience uh, i'm telling you within like a few weeks he was reading music and they had, and I was so stressed at every game because they put him, the child with, you know, the autism, he must have played five or six different instruments in the front ensemble. They had like those giant bells, like xylophones, yeah. uh, he had the drums, and he would run from one to the other playing all these different instruments. <laughs> and um, and the parents in the and the stands would say, we, we sit there and we watch Christopher. It's, we're just amazed, you know, that he's doing, and everybody else is playing one instrument and he's playing all these different ones. Wow. And, um, yeah. And I will never forget the, um, the director said to me, I am so impressed with him. He said his crescendos are like on a, um, college level. Wow. That's how good he is. And he, yeah. And they would tell the kids, if you lose your beak, listen for Christopher. So if there's like 160 kids in the band, they say, listen for Chris. <laughs> so <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. What a great story. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've, known, yeah. I've known a lot of people, um, <clears throat> they want to learn an instrument and I guess their heart's just not into it because they give up and, mm-hmm. they, and they never play again. Right. And then they get to be an old mm-hmm. person like me and they say, gosh, I, w- I wish I would have continued with that. And usually it's piano or guitar or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they say the right, same right. thing. And, and uh, but he, he just uh, it was in his heart. It sounded like, and I I can just see the look on your face when he, he went down and he's playing the playing drums to that. Oh yeah! Wow. Oh yeah! <laughs> what man? I was just like, <laughs> no. yeah, my mouth was open. I couldn't believe it. I was just. That's, I thought, okay, yeah, that's we got a born little drummer here. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. amazing. He loves it. He loves it. Can we talk about yeah, uh, but, your autism awareness program? Band Together Pittsburgh, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's you know the, um, the nonprofit organization that John Vento and, and Ron Esser, you know, started, and um, and it's wonderful because um, Christopher and some other. Well, he has a band, um, and the other kids that are in the band also have autism, and, and the band is called Spectrum. So um, what they do is anytime that uh, Band Together Pittsburgh has an event or, um, say, we've played many different things for them, and they, they use our band to go to, say, like um, schools or hospitals and, and help to raise awareness and uh, raise money for band together Pittsburgh. So um, it's, it's a wonderful what they're doing. It's, they also have other things going on. Um, they, well, they have something called Open Autism Mic, and I think it's held once a month on a Sunday. And what they do is, and it's, it's really just so sweet. They give um, all 
different kiddos on the on the spectrum an opportunity to showcase their talent on a small stage and um, with an audience and other parents and friends and other musicians help out. And uh, they provide like a little drum kit and maybe keyboards. And But some of these kids come up and, and they just will sing or play guitar. Some of them are little comedians. They'll tell jokes. But yeah. this gives them this great opportunity to get up there and perform where normally they wouldn't be able to do that anywhere else, you know? So... And and you know, and then they always have um, like pizza and the parties afterwards. And honestly, a lot of the kids that go to this autism open mic are some of the kids that you'll see that are in the video um, that we did our uh, differently abled man video. The kids are in the in the video, and um, it was just so heartwarming to see that they all wanted to you know support the song and and um, and the parents were you know open to that. So it was really great. But uh, Band Together also, they also have a um, uh, DJs on, on the spectrum. So they have a little um, couple kiddos that are um, that have autism, but they are DJs and they can people can hire them and, and they'll go and, uh, you know, play like graduation parties or dances. And they're really good, you know, and, and Ron Esser has taught them basically how to run the, the machines and, and to do all that. And um, oh, another cool thing they do is they have what they call the uh, Ron Beidel from, you know, Ron Beidel from Wild Cherry, the drummer. Okay, remember the song, Play That Funky Music? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, so okay, so Ron Beidel was in the band, um, <laughs> Wild Cherry. Yeah. And, um, and he also is good friends with it, John Benton. It's all coming back clearly now. I remember the name of the band now. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad okay, I'm not well, on Jeopardy. I would have lost 500 bucks. <laughs> well, anyway, so they have, they also hold um, a autism friendly drum circle and, and it's, it's really, it's, it's so amazing because um, Jim Donovan comes in and he runs it and he has all these, you know, bongos or, you know, and all the kids sit there and they just play these bongos and it's just so much fun and it, it brings out verbal expression. I mean, Christopher, the first time I saw him in a drum circle, I couldn't believe it because he was watching Jim, who was instructing everybody. He was watching him, giving him this wonderful eye contact. He was following all the instructions, doing exactly, you know, uh, of course it was drums, so he loves drums, but, you know, pounding it. But they would talk and, and, and chant and yell out stuff. I think it's really good to be able to express yourself, and I don't know that much about autism, but I imagine there's a, mm -hmm. a an element of not being able to express yourself verbally that must be frustrating. Do you find that Christopher gets mm -hmm. frustrated sometimes and maybe a little bit angry just because he can't get through what he wants to say? Oh, oh, sure. Absolutely. He, he can get very uh, frustrated with it. I think... And, you know, he, it could imagine anybody that it happens to me trouble. because yeah i'll have a what i think is a simple idea to convey to someone and i can't explain it well enough and i consider myself an okay communicator and sometimes mm -hmm. i just no let me explain it again let me uh, with music mm -hmm. it, i think it's more direct and i think if you've mm -hmm. got your chops down as they call them you know your what you can do how you how you play your instrument basically is what it means mm -hmm. it's easier to express yourself and I think it adds confidence to people, and I think it opens their right. brain up. I think uh, maybe it gets uh, a little more stimulation than it normally would by playing music, and then even playing in front of people. 
because now uh, right. most people stop right there because they don't want to be judged. How are those That's kids? Do they, do, right. they, do they get stage fright? Are they nervous or do they just go for it? They basically just go for it. Some of them get a little nervous, but really, uh, I don't think they're not. It's funny because like Christopher, not a nervous bone in his body, you know, um, he can't wait to get, he can't wait to get on that stage and play. Wow. And he was born some, to do it. Some, he's just like, come on, one, two, three, let's go. You know, he's, yeah. like, he's smacking his sticks and, um, yeah, he just wants to play. So <laughs> even at rehearsals, it's funny because sometimes the kids are like, you know, okay, they're going over something a couple times and he's getting very Im- impatient. He'll get up and he'll pace and pace, you know, and uh, then he'll be, let's go. He'll say, let's go. Oh, <laughs> he wants to start playing. Learn your parts, you guys. Come on, man. That's <laughs> me. They're cute. Though. Yeah. I imagine it's, it's fun, but... Yeah, it's so good to hear these things. I think there's uh, some untapped territory music um, can, I think, apply to a whole lot of things that mm-hmm, help mm-hmm. people. There's a whole different thing, but similar in that it, it, it involves a handicap, dementia. They're using uh, music for people with dementia to listen to, and people right. actually get up, right. and, get up and dance. It hits a happy spot somehow. Right. And sometimes it, it'll um, trigger memory, you know, like especially with somebody with dementia, if they play a song that maybe, you know, for an older person, they play a song from years and years ago. And then, you know, you hear how they'll start singing along to it or or playing it on the piano. And it it really, um, I think, uh, yeah, music is just wonderful, especially for, uh, you know, it helps develop the communication skills for the kids. And honestly, it helps improve Christopher, especially like with his motor skills because he was always had trouble when he was younger and you know, he went had to go for you know um not only speech therapy but occupational because he had his grips weren't good on his fingers you know and he'd have to learn how to cut with scissors and so it really helps with that and um and a lot of their sensory issues because a lot of these kids most of them do have sensory issues and um and what's funny is christopher always had sensitivity to certain sounds like a baby crying would upset him or certain pitches and that's why it just amazes me that he can play these drums that are so loud and it doesn't bother him. But it's funny if he hears a baby crying in the story, he's like, oh no, <laughs> baby's crying. <laughs> he's, he gets upset. Yeah, that takes us back to our uh, primordial brain where it means something needs help, some, there's danger or something, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Or survival. That's true, yeah. Survival level mm-hmm. or something. Oh, this is so fascinating. Yeah. When uh, Michael sent me this, I said, heck yeah, book it. I want to talk to her. Oh, this sounds. Oh, uh, that's great. Sounds exciting. You sound like a wonderful mother too. I might add. I'm not afraid to say. Oh. <laughs> oh well, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Well, I try to be. <laughs> so yeah. Everybody. No, he's a good kid. Yeah. He's a good kid. You know. So. Tell me about your daughter, Caitlin. Is she? Uh, does she have a music background, or just loves music and can do it? Well, she just, she was, oh, she has a beautiful voice. She was yeah. always blessed with her voice. And she just always, um, she also like dabbled a little bit in piano and guitar, but kind of just, you know, put it aside really. But she did all kind of musicals in school. She would sing, you know, do all the musicals and um, loved to sing. And she sang in church for a little bit and did plays outside of school also. But then, of course, you know, she went to college and she was busy with that on the, you know, tennis team and, um, she got her degree in psychology and she worked in that field a little bit with people with special needs. Mm-hmm. 
And I think she just kind of got burned out from that, honestly, over time, because it is a little, it could be depressing. And I think the fact that with her brother all these years, you know, um, with him and she did work like in high school as a TSS, which is someone that would help uh, kids on with the, on the autism spectrum, you know, go into the home and work with them, do therapy. So she just felt like she needed to do something more creative. So she went back to school and now she's a hairstylist. And uh, so she's doing that, that creative part of her, but you know, she just, you know, sings all the time, loves to sing. And every time she comes over here with Christopher, you know, (laughs) he wants to sing, they pull out the karaoke machine, you know, (laughs) and they sing. Yeah, which is great. But no, she's um, she's married. Just recently got married, and it'll be a year in September. So, um, and she has a husband who has a really good voice too. He can sing. So I guess they probably all sing together, and he plays a little guitar. And yeah, so it's a family band. Yeah, that's so wonderful. You must be a proud mom too. I am. I just said to her, you know what, Caitlin. I said, if anything, you know, I just, because I didn't know what would happen with this little song. I thought, okay, we wrote it. We're going to, you know, have it recorded. And I said to her, you know, the one day I said, if anything, this is just something really special that, you know, you can say to your children someday or, you know, my my grandchildren, if I, you know, if I ever have any. <laughs> but, you know, the, oh, you know, my, you know, grandmother wrote this. I sang it. Your uncle played it. And, you know, just something, something to pass down. The generations to say, oh, look what we did. We made a nice little song. But um, I think it's, you know, it's really, though, what I've been hearing from other people. Um, and John showcased, that, um, what was it, two weekends ago at the Blues and Roots Festival. People were coming up to me, and some of them were in tears and crying because they said, you, you have said what our kids have been feeling and what, you know, you're like a voice for them. This song is a voice for our kids. And, um so many people have just been really touched by, and it's just very heartwarming. And I turn my gaze, I look away, but that doesn't mean I have nothing to say. So don't ignore me, don't give up on me. I'm trying hard to do as you please, because I can hear you. see you without staring at you I can feel you we don't have to touch I'm a differently able man and I matter so much and I matter so much we're all different no two are the same to know me, remember my name, and just like me for who I am, and be patient, try to understand, that I can hear you, and I'm not looking at you, I can see you, without staring at you, Did you guys I can do feel much you, rewrite on the lyrics? Because you say you write poetry, and it's a little bit different. Sometimes mm-hmm. you get to putting it to music, mm-hmm. and you have to tweak it around a little mm-hmm. bit to make it work. But... Not, not really. No, oh, no. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. No, wrote the whole thing. Yeah, and I think when Kelsey put it to a melody, she added one little line, like you know, like 
the one line, I think four little words. She says, I just had to do something just to make it, you know, flow better. Other than that, it was, yeah. Uh, wow. That's, yeah, I just wrote it, yeah. Were you writing with so, song lyrics in mind, or what, did it just start out as a poem? It, I just started out writing it because I thought, you know, it's whole life. You know, he, he had therapy around the clock, 40 hours a week. You know, we had a therapist in the home working with him. And um, and one of the programs was, you know, he had to give eye contact. And it's like, they would grab his little chin and, you know, look in his, Christopher, look at me. Look at my eyes. Look at me. You know, this type of stuff. And he would get his eyes and he would divert. He would look everywhere but at them. He would, you know, turn to the left, the right, up in the air. Didn't want to give eye contact. And... Um, and so I was just thinking, like, these are some of the things. Or when he was even smaller, you know, my dad said, this boy's deaf, he can't hear. And I said, he can hear. And my dad would clap his hands, like, right behind Christopher's head, and Christopher wouldn't flinch. But if he was in the kitchen and he heard, you know, the little Barney, you know, um, cartoon or whatever it was, come on in the other room, yeah. he would hear, do, 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 do. Okay, he would jump up and run. He would mm-hmm. hear it. I said, I know he's not deaf. He can hear he just has selective hearing is what, you know, I thought, but yeah. So those types of things I thought, you know, I can, you know, I can hear you when I'm not looking at you, you know, yeah. I can see you, you know, so some of the things I thought this is probably how he would feel if he could say these things to us, you know. Well, that's what makes the song extra special, amazing. The whole family's in it and everything. That's cool, but. Um, yeah, if he could express himself, but he is, he's playing drums on it, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that kind of gets you, you know. Yes. I'm a pretty sentimental guy, but this, this is really a meaningful episode, I think. That's why I was excited to get you as soon as I could. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. And see how easy it was? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, very easy. You're easy to talk to, so. Well, you know, I, yeah, I say this a lot. It, if you have a cause that you believe in, you're not afraid of anything. This was this was easy because I'm I'm with you on it.
and we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better.